calling the dogs with Chancey and Chi. Uh, COVID edition number four or something like that. <laughs> I don't know how many we've done these. I feel like you got real aggressive right there. I, uh, yeah, well. You were like, calling the dogs with Chancey and Chi. <laughs> it's been a minute, man. I'm just trying, trying to get back into it. It's, it's, uh, we were talking earlier, and it's been since the beginning of June since we got together. Because every every day we're just kind of on the edge of our seats. Like, what's going to happen next? Or uh, is anything going to happen next? And then about the time that we go to record something, something else pops up. Or you're hesitating because you don't know. So it's a, uh, I don't, we don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't need, I, I don't know what the hell I'm going to be doing tomorrow. And I don't know what I have for breakfast this morning. The, <laughs> the COVID is, the COVID is just throwing everybody out of whack and, I think everybody kind of understands, and uh, we're all trying to just make it through every day. And, and you know, we were talking about the other day, but, I mean, we're like, when was the last time we recorded? I, I feel like we need to be doing, obviously, we would love to be doing one, like, every week or every two weeks, but there was a long time where pretty much nothing happened. And now we've got a ton of news about what the hell is this season going to look like? Um, are we even going to have football? What kind of football are we going to have? What's the CFP going to look like if there is a season? Um, when is the season going to start? A lot of th- different things that we are, uh, a lot of things up in the air. And uh, i tell you one thing, if you have reservations for, uh, you know, to be in a certain place, like going down to Jacksonville or going to Tuscaloosa, uh, you know, you may want to potentially cancel those because uh, it's not looking good for fans to be there. Um, and we'll get into that here in a little bit. Chance, uh how you been, my friend? How was the Fourth of July and everything? I mean, you, you had to get a uh, quarantine so far here in July and June. Well, we finally, uh, I, I finally decided we, we got some beach trips in there, got to see the ocean a little bit, and had a good had a good Fourth of July. Down went down to Amelia, got on the water a little bit. Uh, obviously, maintain had, had our social distancing in effect and uh, being smart, but um, but now it, it was a good time. It, it's been. Gotten gotten down to the uh, to the beach a couple of times here in the last few weeks, and so that's been that's been good to kind of kind of break the mundane after a few months. And uh, so we're we're doing all right, just day by day. And uh, we're, how about how about y'all up north? Doing good, my friend. We uh, got to go to the lake for for uh, well, we did Hilton Head, and I, apparently South Carolina is a hot spot right now. Uh, so we got our Hilton Head vacation in. I think literally the week before that happened. Um, pretty sure it was kind of Fourth of July that caused it to be a hot spot. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, a lot of people been going down the coast and whatnot. We did that, and then uh, had Lake Lake Sinclair for Fourth of July, so had a good time. Uh, always, always a good time with Lake Sinclair during the Fourth. Um, I uh, I tell you one thing, my friend. I I need football, and over the past week or so, with um, all this different news, I. I've been trying to suppress everything, and <laughs> I know you're probably the same way, but I, I'm just right now. I'm I'm on edge. I am, and, and and more so not because I'm worried about all this different stuff with COVID. I am on edge. Well, it is does have to do with COVID. I am on edge, wondering, are we going to have Georgia football this this upcoming season, this upcoming fall? That's what scares me. Yeah, it's. I think the sentiment has uh, has changed since the last time we talked, and uh, the time before. Uh, people think that it, everything's a little is a little different than uh, than, than we anticipated, but uh, we're we're really doing this day by day, and, and and it's impacting every part of the game. And and one of those, um, like I say, we're gonna get in, we're gonna get into what our thoughts are of what the the season might look like uh, and what we're seeing as of today but uh, one of the things that is still happening COVID or no COVID is we out here recruiting and uh, trying (laughs) trying to get it (laughs) trying to get the job done so we're gonna I'm gonna turn it over to you sir our recruiter uh, special specialist and uh, I was trying to say speciality and specialist at the same time and I don't know why it came out weird I prefer extraordinaire I'll be oh, extraordinary. Recruiter extraordinaire. Uh, okay. uh, recruiter extraordinaire, uh, Chi. So, after you, We sir, got a special where, where edition of the recruiting update today. It's called Quarantine Crutin. All right? Uh, the quarantine has not been good to us uh, like we've 
we were alluding to earlier. Um, we've we've had a a number of high profile commits that uh, we've either straight up missed on or have decided to go in a different direction or uh, just not really sure exactly how we, they didn't end up picking the dogs. Uh, but we have in the past since our last episode, which was uh, early June, June third. Uh, we've had there was three guys. There was two commitments back to back days. There was uh, Tony Grimes, who was a cornerback from Virginia, who everybody said was a dog lock, dog lock. Um, he is so they're apparently not going to have his high school season, his high school uh, senior season. So he reclassified to the this coming in class, the 2020 class, and so he's going to be able to come in with the team this year. Basically. He was able. I, I think he worked it out to where he's gonna like taking like one class this summer. So he reclassified to this coming in incoming class, and he's going to University of North Carolina. And I think it's the highest rated commit they've ever had in their in their existence. <laughs> Which is man, gotta give it to Mac Brown. I mean, good for you, buddy. I mean, he's recruiting very well right now. He's actually so I think they're like top three in the country right now recruiting wise. Um, and it's not it's and, and you know what Tennessee's up there too they're like top five but you look at UNC's recruiting class and you look at Tennessee's and Tennessee's is a bunch of quantity lots of three star quantities but that's why they've already got like 23 commits and and then UNC actually has a legitimate class like they have several four star commits Tony Grimes being a five star commit cornerback so man I, it sucks that I think a lot of people are saying if he didn't re- reclassify, he'd be a dog. Uh, but you know that's that's his decision, and I don't blame him for in case you know they don't have a season. So he's at UNC, and that's that. Uh, we also had a couple other guys. Well, Dallas Turner. I can't remember if we mentioned him before, but Dallas Turner is a uh, outside linebacker from Florida. He's like six four, two hundred forty five pounds. I mean, can you imagine? A linebacker that big in high school, my gracious. Um, he was pretty sought after. He the next day after Tony Grimes, he picked Alabama, uh, so we missed out on him. And then there was there was a couple of the guys. I'm not sure if I mentioned in the last podcast. Barrett Carter, who is a priority inside linebacker from uh, North Gwinnett, uh, that ended up picking Clemson. And then there was a, another guy named Mario Williams, who was a wide receiver. I believe he's from Florida, uh, Tampa, I think, and. He picked Oklahoma. Oklahoma's got 25-star receivers on their freaking roster, Chancy. How do you how, – why do all these kids think, I'm going to go there? I don't get it. Why don't you go somewhere where you can be like a George Pickens and be the star of the team? I don't I don't get it. Um, and then we got an upcoming – and this is not all bad news. I'm almost done. Uh, there's an upcoming commit from Terrence Ferguson, who is a priority out, – uh, offensive tackle in the state of Georgia from Peach County. And, man, that's just dog territory down there. I don't know when's the last time we lost a recruit from Peach County. Uh, But apparently things have turned, and it seems like he's pointing towards Bama. We already have two offensive line commits, and this actually may be a pretty good sign for us being able to get the number one offensive tackle from Blakely County and Marius Mims. So, uh a lot of people are saying that this might be a good thing, that Terrence Ferguson's going to go elsewhere. Maybe we didn't have room for four offensive linemen. So that is kind of a good thing, kind of a little scary. Marius Mims, and, and sorry, Terrence Ferguson commits on the 19th, which I think is this coming Sunday. And then also uh, Marius Mims will commit next month. So hopefully that means we've got good news from Marius and uh, you know we'll be able to fill that final spot on the line. Almost done. Uh <laughs> we've got a couple commits this month which is always a good sign uh, Jamin Dumas Johnson he's inside linebacker from Baltimore I uh, don't know much about him at all uh, he's got good size and then uh, I don't know how to say this guy's name Adonai, Adonai Mitchell a wide receiver from Nashville uh, he flipped from Ole Miss he's rangy I think he's like 6'3", 195 Probably more of a pro, I mean, uh, more of a project guy. Uh, we'll see how that goes. And then um, a couple other things, a couple other notes here. Brock Bowers, who's a uh, top tight end from like Napa Valley, California, 
uh, who man, who knew that so many California boys wanted to come to Georgia? This, I mean, I feel like there's just so much of an SEC like, you know, not not pipeline, but people are just obsessed with SEC all over the country. Uh, why would you want to play in the Pac-12? Come on down, we'll take you. Uh, but I think he's he's supposedly a Georgia lean, and uh, I'm excited he came to visit this weekend, kind of like. Uh, I'm trying to think. It's basically an unofficial official visit is the best way to put it. I think they he like ate lunch or excuse me ate dinner at the Vandergriff's house. Uh, you know, got a unofficial tour, all this different stuff. I, I don't know how we're able to do all this, but uh, I don't think we broke. It's unofficial. Rules. Yeah, it's unofficial. It's officially unofficial. Uh, is what it is. <laughs> and then uh, also, don't know if you saw this, but Deion Sanders' son, I think his name is uh, Shakir Sanders. He's four-star quarterback. He committed to Florida Atlantic, of all places. I think he had offers from, like, Texas, Oklahoma, all the big-name schools, and he's going to Florida Atlantic. So, blaze your own trail, I guess. Uh, but that's my quarantine crouton update for July 14th. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well done, sir. Uh, you, you did such a fantastic job. I mean, a lot's happened. I mean, it's been two months. Uh, stuff always happens over the summer, but – uh, I still feel good. I I, I think some of uh, we might have had some misses, but obviously you still feel good about what Kirby and the 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 newly newly formed team we've got with uh, guys like Scott Sinclair and and, and what they're going to be able to do when we kind of get back into the into the swing of things. I feel pretty good about uh, what we're what we're going to be able to accomplish. So it's exciting. Um, Speaking of Scott Sinclair, he. He ain't doing no more, uh, posting no more uh, Instagram workouts. <laughs> He's a little busy. He's a little busier than he was. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've got him, and, and, and obviously with landing and, and just all the all the stuff we got going on. So I'm uh, now that we got boys back in the gym, um, where everybody's being a little uh, a little more tight tight lipped, which kind of goes into the next the, the next thing I wanted to mention is that Broderick Jones had a mysterious uh, quote-unquote bike accident uh and we say quote-unquote because we literally cannot find anything about what happened here we don't know anything <laughs> we, we don't know if it was a uh just a bicycle or <laughs> a harley davidson or <laughs> uh my bed is on the moped I think it's the yeah. moped because yeah. all those all those guys they get I don't know if they get issued or free rental or whatever while they're at school, but they all get mopeds and they go all around town. I mean, it's how they get to practice usually too, uh, most of the time. Oh yeah, they're they're all over the place. They usually travel in packs. There's usually like four of them that are zooming around campus. You got this two hundred two to three hundred pound behemoth of a human on this little <laughs> this little scooter uh <laughs> going up hills and just goes from you <laughs> trying to shift to those low gears baby uh-huh uh-huh so um but i think that's kind of a testament to to how this whole quarantine has been i mean a lot of schools are kind of releasing a lot of information and saying a lot of stuff about what's going on and we haven't said anything I mean, like everything has been locked up tight in terms of information coming out, the school releasing any data. We don't know. I think there was we found out about uh, a fact, like a somebody on staff that got it, or however many certain certain number of staff that had it, but uh, no number on if any players have had it. The names of any players when some schools just released a bunch of data. Yeah. Um, but Kirk, Kirby's keeping this. Uh, he, he's pretty much locked the vault and in terms of that's of the this best info. way to do it because I mean, so you're looking at uh, LSU was the first one that I think a lot of people were like, okay, we have like 20 plus people that have tested positive, um, and they they released it, and then Clemson, I think there the other day I saw that Clemson basically like everybody, I this may be. This may be a little wrong, but I think there was a large amount, if not everybody, had tested positive for it. And there people are claiming that they were like, all right, let's everybody just come on, let's go ahead and get it <laughs> and get it out of the way. <laughs> Which, like, you know, I mean, you you would probably know better than I do that, you know, there's no proven immunity once you've had it, you know, or whatever. So, 
Uh, <laughs> who knows if that's that's going to work out? It's a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> I can see Dabo just like having a team meeting, just waving everybody out. Come on, boys. Big team hug. Let's just go ahead. Just, Let's just go ahead. Just <laughs> cough in my face. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm leaning more toward. I, I see the I see the from a transparency perspective about like say like releasing numbers and things like that. And I'm sure the people that need to know what our numbers are know it, and they're taking the precautions that need to. I feel very confident we've had plenty of players that have tested positive. Oh yeah, there's no way that we haven't, and so that's not the concern but also too it's like what's the need to release that information Uh, to me i just don't i think it just stirs up more unneeded press it's just having to answer more questions by being tight-lipped about it and and not not saying anything you handle it internally Mm -hmm. you get to talk to the players you get to kind of coach them through how to handle the situation don't hey you just don't need to be saying stuff about this kind of stuff because if somebody does have this, mm-hmm. as coming from somebody that kind of deals in this world, that's protected information. Yeah, I mean that's like that's your own healthcare information. You need to, you have a right to be able to. That, that information does not need to be going around. Right. And um, so I have been. I was just very surprised when these schools started coming out with their numbers. I'm like, who has to know that except the school? And and I mean obviously the the the. Uh, all your conferences are trying to gather some of that information and be able to make a decision on what the year's going to look like. But other than that, why send that out to the press? Right. I mean, that's just to, that to me just doesn't doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I I completely agree. I um I, I and that's what I've been wondering. I mean, and we've seen there's been some terrible information that's come out. Uh, Ohio State basically had I I don't know what they claimed it was, but they essentially had them sign a waiver. Uh, to come back on campus and start doing voluntary workouts and whatnot. And, uh, you know, we've seen that. And then, the, obviously, the Clemson situation. And then uh, then you got teams like uh, we were talking about beforehand. Uh, Kentucky, like, they tested their entire team, athletic administration or whatever. It was like 160-plus people. And nobody had it, which is – there's no way. There's just no way. <laughs> And so I'm. But then also too, by the time that that little that report comes out, twenty people could have gotten it. Yeah. I mean, easily. And so it's just like, what, 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 what's the, like, are you, are you touting that as a badge of honor? Like, <laughs> I think I would so. Love for, yeah, and it's like I'd love for you to tell, give me those same statistics in a month. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and so anyway, I, I've just, I, I've been proud of how we've handled it. That, that's just me personally. I, there's just, there's just no need to be throwing those numbers around. And then also too, if they're not an official number, like they, they don't, they, they shouldn't even, you shouldn't even be talking about it because people are just going to hear something, see something on like here, hearing if a, if they're making a player sign something, they're like, oh, they're making players sign this thing, and it's like. If you have, if you don't have a copy of what they signed and like what they've been doing, you don't even know what they're. This might be something that they do normally. Like you just don't, you, you don't know what all these people are doing. So, all everybody right now is just like say reaching for stuff and uh, keep it close to home, keep it tight to the chest, and don't don't worry about like like what's what what's going on in terms in terms of that information, that yeah. kind of info. So yeah, I mean uh, everything I've seen, at least from you know a. Uh, consumer standpoints as far as like social media, uh, Georgia football, whatever, um, like from their official accounts has all been good, good info. Like, Hey, we got people arriving for voluntary workouts. Uh, they're all wearing masks. Everybody's getting their temperature checked. Uh, everything's, you know, everybody's running a test and all that. So, um, man, it's, it's crazy. I, I agree. I completely agree with you. The fact that we have done so good at Holding all that information close to the chest has been been fantastic. Real quick, just to run back to the Broderick uh, injury, uh, just a couple other points. I mean, so we don't know the extent of the injury, uh, but from what we understand, it's not too serious. He didn't have any muscle, ligament, or bone damage is what I heard. And I'm like, what other kind of damage could you have? <laughs> So to a leg, scrape knee. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, I guess I don't know. So I guess maybe he, uh, yeah, tore off some of his skin or something. I don't know what the heck happened, but yeah. So I was just like, all right. Well, it doesn't sound like it's too bad. Uh, and supposedly he'll be back for if we have some sort of uh, fall camp. Um, Chancy, we found out 
yesterday, which is which was on Monday, that JT Daniels it was granted immediate eligibility. Uh, good thing we didn't decide to. Rec- we were going to record on that on Sunday before that, and we always miss stuff like this. And there will probably be something that comes out tomorrow while you're listening to this podcast. But uh, yeah, man, we finally got some freaking good news to start our week off. And then we had a commit yesterday, and man, it's good stuff. Good, good start to the week. Yeah, so uh, pretty much saw this coming. I, at this point, I, I don't think you're really going to ever have to worry about a player not getting eligibility. Uh, after a transfer now they're not trying to hurt anybody's feelings and don't want to have to deal with the ramifications of somebody uh um complaining that they didn't didn't get their get their chance so i think you can pretty much wave those days goodbye uh for a lot of these especially bigger name transfers uh, when it comes kind of these scenarios because he obviously tore his acl at the beginning of the season so he he missed an entire year due to injury uh and and so He's a guy that obviously I think you can see that uh, getting getting that and not being a being a big issue. But uh, I don't really you don't really hear I guess maybe the ones that just that I'm looking at you just don't see too many guys not getting that immediate eligibility now uh, mm-hmm. for the most part. Well, I think that his is a little bit different from like say uh, Cade Mays, who you know JT Daniels obviously got yeah he got injured at the beginning of the season so he missed a full season i think that's already something that plays in his favor the possibility of covid not allowing sports to be played in the state of california uh definitely works in his favor as well uh Cade Mays you know comparatively Cade Mays is just like well he played a full season last year and uh didn't have any hardship but they're going to claim that his whole you know the pinky finger, we already covered that, the pinky finger but uh, and all that was his hardship, and uh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, if Cade Mays gets one, then I agree with you. I think it's going to be like, hey, this is a full-blown full agency, uh, free agency. Uh, but then you you walk back to Luke Ford's situation, who transferred home essentially just so he could um, play in front of his dying grandfather, and he didn't get one and a lot of people have been outspoken about that since this has come out like you know you have to be a really high profile guy to get your 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 waiver i don't think it's a uh proven science on this whole thing i mean it's just i think different i mean it, it definitely seems to be playing in the favor of the high profile athlete though but then ac yeah, didn't get one though well and that and that's what, I, that's what i'm saying these these but he but eason didn't and, and i guess i'm saying that for like a lot of these guys are they're like Cade and your 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 divas, they're 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 going at it with lawyers and all this kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. and basically, if you kind of develop a case for it, like you can get it. Is it, what I'm is what I'm seeing. Like Luke, but it's like like what I was saying. Like what I said earlier is it's got to be that, that for your higher profile guys. There, you you get one of those lawyers that are going to come knocking on your door and say, Hey, I, I'll I'll get you there. We'll we'll find something in there and we'll make it happen. I mean, Justin Fields, same thing happened. He played in multiple games and they made that happen. I mean, mm-hmm. so it's, it, it, you just have to, you basically, the NCAA is not going to fight you on it. Like if you can develop the case, like if you, if you, if the develop the case, I'm putting it in quotations, I, I feel pretty good. JT Daniels, I, I think he had a very legitimate, I'm, I'm not saying he shouldn't have gotten it, but I, I feel very good about him I was feeling good about him getting it because of the California stuff, but I, mainly with the, having the injury and things like that, uh, I, I felt I felt good about his his case overall. Um, so, uh, but I, I'm excited about it. I, I think that's a huge that's a huge plus for this season uh, for us going in. Um, I personally think about I I, I personally feel. In, I, my thoughts don't change from when we talked last time mm-hmm. that we knew he was transferring, that I think Newman is our guy. I think that he, especially as we get closer to whatever this season is, his experience is uh, is not it, – it's, it's necessary. Like, we have, we have to have that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's – JT Daniels, I mean, had a, he had a good freshman season, kind of that – freshman gunslinger mentality uh kind of go go for broke in a lot of ways but um which i think you can obviously hone that in and with a good system with good line and and, and uh, good weapons around him he'll be great but newman 
A, I think he'll just be the better option for us going into this year with what we've got going on just across the board. I mean, I think the guy's hell of a talent. And, uh, and But to, to me, this news is like – well, now we probably ha- we have the most stacked quarterback room in the country. Isn't it crazy <laughs> how that works out? <laughs> we went from uh, is Stetson Bennett going to be <laughs> our starting quarterback to uh, Stetson is could be sixth on the depth chart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <It's, laughs> which is just insane. It's it's crazy. I uh, I agree with you. I think that this is a great luxury to have. Um, we are, you know in a position to where it can work out exactly how we thought it might. Okay, Jamie Newman. I And I agree. I, I think that he's – this is what I think. I think there will be an open competition, but let's let's not kid ourselves. Jamie Newman was brought to the University of Georgia to be the starter for this season, and I think he'll ultimately win that battle, you know, that quarterback competition um, in a landslide. I do. But – you know this kid is this JT kid is, is he's no scrub. I mean he was a five star quarterback for a reason, and he left high school early. That's a, I mean I'm not gonna lie. If you basically were going to be a senior in high school playing your first season, basically you should have been a senior in high school. But you're playing a full season at the University of South, Southern California, and you're the starter for the entire year. Uh, he did pretty damn good to just have a positive TD to, to uh, interception ratio. So I, I think the kid is talented, and I think he was really poised to have a great season last year. The Keaton Slovis kid who ended up being his replacement there, it was a no-brainer. Like, he, he that was his job. And so JT was going to have to fight to get it back. He comes back here. <clears throat> excuse me. He transfers here, uh, backs up Newman for a year, and then he's got good experience, and then he comes in next year, and he's the guy. Uh, but then again, like we talked about, we've already talked about, you know, who knows, maybe Brock will beat him out next year, but it'll be a good experience for everybody. As long as Brock, and I don't think he's this kind of kid, but as long as he doesn't like get his feelings hurt or whatever, which I think they knew, I mean, they knew this was going to happen. All of this Newman and JT, I'm sure Brock was the first person to get that phone call whenever they decided this is how this is going to happen. So anyway, um, I'm excited about it, but, uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately, Newman's going to be the guy, and ultimately, let's hope we have a damn football season this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which kind of uh, brings us to where are we now in, in terms of what COVID has, has done to the landscape. Uh, it is a very uh, fluid landscape, uh, to, to say the least. Every day there's new information. Uh, it, it's changing pretty drastically. The, the biggest shift in everything was the Big Ten announcing that they are going to a conference-only uh, conference uh, season this year, whenever that is. Uh, and then another big thing, I, I mean, not really big, but Ivy League has canceled their football season, so yeah. that, which I guess is important. But I think they've already canceled school. Like They're going to do virtual school, and I read something the other day. That they're still going to charge the full tuition for virtual oh, school. You mean? Oh, you bet. You bet they are. <laughs> oh my gosh! What, are, what is their endowment like? It's like fifteen billion or something like that. I mean, it's just <laughs> stupid, absurd money. I have to look this up. Well, while while you're doing that, uh, so fifteen since billion. The Big Ten, I'm an idiot. Fifteen billion. Forty billion. No, forty billion. I, I'm dumb for saying fifteen because that was only about a third of it. Forty billion dollars endowment. Holy hell! Well, uh, anyway, you know what? Screw them. <laughs> I mean, you mean to tell me you're going to charge full tuition for somebody to be sitting in their home? Yeah, they're they suck and, and they classes. don't deserve and they don't deserve to have a football team. Uh, but any anywho, so they have canceled, which is neither here nor there. But uh, the big, the big, the big, big news is that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have both said that they're going to have a conference-only schedule. So that kind of starts pushing the the land. That kind of starts pushing other conferences towards. Uh, making that decision. So they Big Ten kind of to me kind of just jumped out ahead and said that's what we're doing and so 
not really sure um i guess because they keep it in conference that they're able they can they are really able to dictate what happens um but like say that to me i don't see how now you the other power fives don't go this route i mean i, I don't see how you because if the acc like there's talks of them being next or something like that. If the ACC comes out and says that, or if we like the ACC and the SEC don't have something kind of planned out because for example, our first game of seasons against Virginia. Yeah. And so we're supposed to be in uh, Mercedes Benz and that is, that's not looking real good right now. Um, just across the board. Uh, so it right now it's a lot of just, a lot of just guessing at this point till a decision's actually made. Well, you know, I mean, to me, from the average uh, college football fan, like you look at this situation, you're like, okay, what difference does it make, you know, whether or not we're playing, starting the season playing Alabama and Tuscaloosa versus starting the season playing Atlanta, I mean, playing Virginia and Atlanta. Like, what? why does that make a difference? And um, it's it's all about liability. I mean, it's all about liability and, and logistics. And I think basically all the Big Ten – and once the Ivy League ha- thing happened, I, don't get me wrong, I mean, I, it, they're not hyper-related, but, I mean, it's something that – that was the first domino to fall. And then Big Ten said, okay, let's take care of our own. Um, we can handle this situation better and, uh, you know, don't you know don't have to worry about trying to cooperate with some of their conference. Um, we're just going to do conference-only schedule. Pac-12 decided the same thing, so I, it definitely, definitely just boils down to how can you mitigate the risk in this whole situation. Um, don't get me wrong; I mean, I'd love to be able to to play the full season. I mean, I know you would too. Uh, ACC, I, I thought that they came out and said that they were going to do the same thing, but I guess that decision that you said that decision hadn't been made yet. As of now, I don't think I haven't seen anything that says they have. Um, but like I said, I, I don't see how the other power fives don't go that route. No, like, yeah, I think uh, you have to. I mean, there, there's no, there's no way you can't. And then, so then it's about, okay, now that you go that route, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. So what, what are the, what are the scenarios there? Um, so, uh, because that, and then, and then that kind of play, that plays into what you said earlier. Is there a CFB? Is there a playoff, yeah. and what does that look like? Uh, but the SEC has come out and said that they're not making a decision until late July, which they have their and that's when they have their usual their annual meeting mm-hmm. that they do every year. Big Twelve said the same thing, which is funny because yeah. like it's like just you know you got your big Texas schools and just like hell no, we're not making a decision, <laughs> not yet, <laughs> not till we have to. Which I'm like you know I'm I'm same way like don't. Don't make that decision until you really have to, but I think late July is like that's when you ha- that's when you absolutely have to because this isn't you know I mean it sucks but this is just it's more complicated than saying okay like we can play these games we can play X Y and Z games uh, or or not saying that you know because you have a lot of things you have to figure out um, given without fans uh, and, and I mean just having to do like some sort of temporary TV contract. I mean, that's that's not near as complicated as if you're trying to have a limited amount of fans in the, in the stands, which, I mean, I don't know about you. I, at this point, I'm pretty much – I don't think we're going to be at any football game this year. And I've, I've cried myself to sleep a little bit, but oh, God, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, I, I, I've pretty much accepted that too. Uh, I, I'll, I'll hate not being there, but I'll hate not having it at all even more. Uh, just it's it's our best roster a, since forever. I know. God, this <laughs> is freaking, the most Georgia thing. Freaking, <laughs> freaking pandemic. Uh, but anyway, so like I say, I I feel and then but see, there's also so then there's also been the conversations about a spring season. So there's been conversations about no. a, a spring. <laughs> there's, so there's. <laughs> There's been those those conversations, and you hearing you're hearing more and more from inside the the uh, the universities. But then at the same time, so what's from the what's the SEC 
from coming out in July and saying, we're not going to have it this fall. We're going to do everything in the spring. Pac-12, Big Ten, you guys do what you want to do. We're going to have it in the spring where we feel like there will be we'll be through this wave and we'll feel comfortable where we're at and we're going to have uh, fans in the stadium, like in the spring. I mean, what's to stop them from doing that? I mean, I don't think that's what's going to happen. But at the same time, like, I mean, I also, we, I mean, everything I've thought up at this point has been wrong or doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, it all just doesn't matter anymore because everything changes so fast. But there's, I mean, there's a very likely scenario that that could happen. I mean, that, that's been a big, that's been a big talk. And, um, and, but like, and I, so mean, there, I mean, what if, I mean, a lot of people are saying, I mean, at least what I've been reading is that, okay, there's potential for there to be a second wave in like November, December time period or whatnot. So, What's to say this? The spring doesn't look worse than it does right now, you know. Right. Well, and and, and so, that, but that's the thing. You can what if this till the cows come home. And, and I mean, the the, the numbers the, the numbers obviously are continuing to go up, but um, it, and, and we're obviously not going to get into that whole conversation. But you you just at the end at the beginning of June when we last talked, we had no idea that it was going to look like it does now, mm-hmm. and it's pretty safe to say that we're now sitting halfway through July and we're getting a month from today, we're not going to have any idea what this looks like. Yeah. And the SEC will have made its decision on what it's going to do. We're going to be and halfway through August in a month from today. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, oh. really, they're going to they're gonna make a decision here within the next 10, 12 days. Yeah. Uh, and so that's, so that's coming. Uh, and, and so we have to be, like, that's why, to me, I'm, I'm with you saying – there aren't going to be any fans in the stadium. That you just can't. You can't from a liability standpoint, and from a logistics standpoint, because to to think like everywhere you got to go nowadays, you got to get a temperature check and you got to get all this kind of stuff. Imagine being in uh, in just uh, this obviously wouldn't be how they would do this, but just being in Athens where you can't tailgate because they've already pretty much said that there wouldn't be any tailgating even if it was there. Uh, what? But you've been at yeah. Oh yeah, that's pretty much. Has been. What if we're on gonna... private property? Shit, I'm gonna tailgate. <laughs> yeah, you can't, excuse my you can't French. Keep me from... <laughs> this is but America. What if you've been sitting. You've been sitting out in the the Athens heat, uh, fall heat for uh, nine hours, uh, drinking your favorite adult beverage, and then you are walking into the stadium, and then they go and you're they're temperature checking you and you're you're 112 degrees yeah and, and not <laughs> but, to mention we've already got logistical logistical issues with people getting into the stadium think about how terrible that would be you would be it, you remember the uh the the national championship uh wait, you didn't well, go, I, I, I remember i wasn't there oh gosh well national championship my family obviously i mean we've already talked about this but my family set in line for like two and a half hours to get in the stadium it would be like that for every game I mean, if, if everybody was having a temperature... I mean, it's just unrealistic. Everything's unrealistic. And I think, you know, golly, I didn't know about the whole tailgating thing. I don't know how they can enforce that on, like, private property, like, if you're... I think it's I think it's pretty much on campus. Like, yeah. I think that, that's, what they're, that's what they're talking about, is trying to keep people from... Because it's a part of their rules about how people congregate and stuff like that and what they're doing. Because yeah. now you have to... They've talked about how you got to wear a mask in, when you're in person class and when you're inside the campus buildings and all that kind of stuff and so i just i'm just thankful more and more every day that we are not in school right now do you think that i don't know i don't know if the pharmacy could get this for me but do they make face masks that have some sort of fixture that i can stick a bottle into and drink out of with a funnel and then it'll close back after i'm done yeah, they they do make those, but they're 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 the CDC does not, uh, or the World Health Organization does not endorse them. God, let's... <laughs> well, but, it, least, but it, I just it, had it, I had to ask. <laughs> oh yeah, well it's um, always good it's always good to ask and be prepared. Well, the uh, so yeah, we've already kind of established late July is going to be the the time frame for the SEC, the ACC, and the Big Twelve. Um, but we mentioned something about this earlier uh, before we started. The ACC, so people have been like, okay, what the hell is Notre Dame going to do? <laughs> but there's also a couple other independents. Uh, I think, is Air Force still independent, or are they Mountain West now? 
I I thought they were independent. They that's they a good question. were, but I'm not sure if they are now. But Army and Navy, uh, what are they going to do? So the ACC has already told Notre Dame apparently that so Notre Dame has a contract with the ACC to do play like five or six of their games every year. But then Notre Dame has their traditional rivals like the USC's and uh, whoever the hell else they play. Um, but anyway, Notre Dame will be would be playing they would be a part of the ACC schedule which is crazy to think like that completely changes you know what how that conference looks like especially if they're going to be in the opposite opposite division of Clemson because you can bet your uh, booty that <laughs> you can bet your booty that they would be playing each other in the in the uh, ACC championship game if that even happens but I also wanted to bring up that hypotheticals are fun in this situation they're kind of a silver lining because Man, all right. Here's a, here's the deal. It would suck that we didn't play Tech, even though that's just an automatic W. Um, it would suck that we don't don't play don't play them because obviously it's a traditional rival. But think about it this way: if we replaced Virginia, so if we took out all the cupcakes, which is what two games, um, took out the cupcakes, replaced Virginia and Georgia Tech with two SEC West opponents, our schedule would look awesome. Like it would be much more fun to play a full SEC schedule. And, like, I'd, I'd rather – I mean, I don't know about you, but I'd rather play, like, a middle-tier SEC West team than Virginia. I mean, and let's play Ole Miss or let's play Mississippi State or something like that. I mean, I think that sounds more fun. And then you can end the year uh, with, you know, traditional, uh, like, Tennessee or something like that to replace the Tech game and then slide another SEC West opponent, like, some somewhere in November. So it's going to be pretty interesting. Well, and the nice thing is, is being in the SEC, our games are going to be on – on TV, they're going to be well broadcasted. Like, fortunately, that's we got all that kind of stuff covered. But, uh, but no, that and that's that's been the fun thing with this. Like, we kind of get to do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, we can really. I'm I'm, I'm up for kind of shaking things up a little bit. I mean, if we're, let's let's get something. Let's do something real. Let's just let's do something real fun through yeah. all this. Also, by the way, Air Force is in the Mountain West. Yeah. So, there you go. There you go. So, okay, that's job. what I thought. I think they uh, they used to be independent, though. I think with yeah, uh, probably so. Right but um, but yeah, I, I'm all for uh, I'm all for uh, this this kind of all SEC schedule. I think I think it'd be great, and, and I think it'd be interesting to see the uh, the reaction because uh, people always talk about how SEC always has those cupcake teams throughout the season and yeah. those kinds of stuff, and so it's kind of like sticking it to them, being like, all right, we're we're, this is all SEC. This is all best competition in the country. Here, here we go. And especially, kind of too. Now that I'm thinking about it, with the coaches that we have in the SEC right now, like with your uh, just the the new guys that we've got come, the uh, coaches we've got coming in, um, I I, th- I think it could be a pretty exciting exciting year, a, a fun year, uh, especially over in in Mississippi where you got uh, Lane Kiffin and. Uh, over over there at Ole Miss now. What was it, what did they do at the Egg Bowl? Or did they have they had some yeah, kind of? Yeah, so, so I mean, it's Lane, Lane Kiffin's at Ole Miss, and then uh, Mississippi State's at. Uh, excuse me, Mike Leach is at Mississippi State, <laughs> and yeah, there was some some video where Mike Leach like pulled on Lane Kiffin's uh, mask or something like that, and, like <laughs> popped it in his face. I don't remember exactly what it was, but man, that's gonna be a fun game, and that's that's what I'm saying, like. There's so much, so many great storylines coming in this season, and like I said, I've already had my, I've already had my disappointments and sorrow and and tears and everything like that, and and I'm not over it. I'm never gonna be over it, but I'm also still just like holding out hope, like maybe we'll get some really good news before before all this is said and done, or before they put it in stone, and then also at the same time, you know. We may get exactly what a lot of people want, whereas you know there's five Power Five conferences. So take all the conference champions, or excuse me, take the four best conference champions, which would basically <laughs> probably just leave out the Pac-12 because uh, they probably have a two or three loss uh, champion over there. And then uh, then you have the four best teams in the country, you know, by conference play each other. That's what a lot of people want in the first place. So I don't think there would if we have a season where we have each conference play. I, I don't see any way that they don't have, like, they will make want to make that money off the CFP. And if we didn't have a national, especially if we were in it, if we didn't have a national champion crowned on a year that we, we 
had some of the one of the best potentials ever, uh, I'd be so upset. So I have to think that if they have a season, they will have some sort of a CFP. Well, that that's uh, and it, it would be crazy because they could just get halfway through the year and just decide that. I mean, they could if, if all the Power Fives are playing, and and I mean, I guess because that doesn't technically have to be decided. No, I don't until, think so. That's what I'm saying. So like, like, hell, I, so they, they could they wait till October. Get down, yeah, they could get down to because they don't. Uh, they, yeah, they don't start get put in a rankings till October, and just nobody hears about the CFP, and they're like, "We've been doing this all along. This has <laughs> been a part. We you, created COVID. That's <laughs> <laughs> this is what we wanted. No, I mean, but really though, I mean, it, it could lead to, I mean, one of the most, uh, like incredible seasons as far as like what the hell is even going on right now. There's no fans in the stadium. We don't even know if there's going to be any kind of postseason. There's no way there's like going to be all kinds of different bowls. But if we just get, if we either get, you know, just the CFP, you know, the three games, two semifinals and the national championship, I'd be fine with that. And But, you know, if we could somehow do the New Year's Six, um, then that, I think that would be great. So, you know, you get all your best bowls, all your traditional bowls, and then all the bowls that people really don't even care about uh, that Alabama played in last year. Um you know, not worried about it. <laughs> uh, but anyway. could could a world-altering pandemic produce the purest season of college football? <laughs> that is the real question. <laughs> I, man, it's I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I have like a lot of hope for this season, but there is, like I said, I mean, there could be there's some fun hypotheticals. So yeah, I mean, it would be it'd be interesting, and I I I don't really care. What people say, if the dogs ran the ran the table, won the national championship, there's no freaking asterisk that's going next to that season. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. So, well, and it's and there, there's and obviously we're not talking about the hypotheticals of what happens. Say, players test positive during a season. Like, what does that look like? Um, those kinds of things. And so, there, there's a lot that we just don't know. I mean, but I'm with you. I, I'd, I'd much rather. Uh, I need to dream right now, you know. I, yeah. I need to. I need to be. I need to be thinking about good stuff. And I'm not even, yeah. like I've like I, I I said I said I've been suppressing this whole thing. I've been just zoning. I've been like a different person the last couple of weeks because I'm like I've started to I started to realize how this could just fall apart in front of my face, and I just got so sad <laughs> that I mean I and I'm not gonna let that depression hit me, man. I just got to not think about it. And if we get good news, we get good news. So I'm. Yeah, we are. We're teetering on the edge of a knife. We yeah. are. Uh, we're, we're, we're. There's no. There's no telling what can happen. But we're gonna be. We're gonna be following this, obviously, just like you guys, uh, every step of the way, because it's and it's changing. It's changing every day. I mean, by the time this comes out, everything could be out of date that we said, and it all doesn't matter. Um, but in the meantime, I'm. I'm gonna keep keep my heart in the right place and and be like I say be dreaming agreed agreed well chance we did get a little ray of sunshine here recently we got to see kirby smart uh video while he was on a beach vacay he raced his son on the beach and i mean damn if that wasn't one of the most entertaining things that we've had he he raced him and there was there was like some I don't know, it must have been a TikTok video. There was some like song playing or whatever, but uh he did the Deion Sanders like skip and like put his hand out whenever he uh crossed the finish line. So and, you well, know, he's, I, he, I, I, he's getting those he was getting those high knees in before he lined up. He was uh, he's getting <laughs> he warmed up real good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if you noticed this, but I feel like I, I think he may have shredded some quarantine pounds. It looked like he was a little yeah. more fit. He, he looked he he was looking pr- looking pretty good. Coach is uh coach is, is is remaining healthy through all this, which is a good sign. Which means his head's in the right place. Right. Which means right. he's staying focused on. He's he's attacking every day. He's probably he's gotten doing. more sleep than he's ever gotten in the past five or probably oh yes yeah. probably his, his entire professional career. This might be the most time he's ever spent with his family. As bad <laughs> as that is, <laughs> and probably will from here on out. Yeah. So. Anyway. Yeah, that that was it was an awesome video. I'm I'm glad that kind of that that kind of stole the show for for a day or two. So it was it was uh, it was cool to see. So. Yeah, yeah. And in other news, we just some some good things are happening in the sports world. We are getting 
MLB comes back at the end of this month, right? Like the 24th, I think, is the Braves' first game. Uh, and then the uh, – and and in August, is, is that when the NBA starts or does it come back this month too? It's, I think they're starting the end of July. I think it's like July 30th or something like that. I, I'm, not, I'm the last person to know about the NBA, but I'm just happy that more sports are coming back. And then yeah. for those for, the, for those of you that are interested, uh, the NHL comes back next month too. So, which is which is actually going to be probably the most entertaining. I, know, I don't know if any of y'all are hockey fans, but probably going to be the most entertaining hockey we've had in several years because it's basically going straight into the playoffs, kind of like the MLS is starting to do. And uh, I'm excited about it. So, just something. Hey, this that, might this might be this might be the best year for the NHL ever if it's if it's on TV mm-hmm. and they can get on some good channels. I mean, hey. This is this is some prime real estate for some smaller sports to to take the stage. Golf I mean, has gone way up. I mean, oh t- yeah, Tiger is coming in. Uh, he's playing in the tournament this weekend in Memorial, and like everybody's, that's the only sport that's going to be going on this weekend. I guarantee you, everybody will watch it. I mean, especially with Tiger in it. So, and I and I, and I bet you that they are throwing some doll hairs his his way just to come play. <laughs> oh yeah, throw show. Faux show. Not that he, I mean, he has a chance to win it. Who knows? Yeah. So, anyway, a lot, a lot of, there, there is good stuff happening in the midst of all this. But, uh, as always, we want everybody to stay safe and be smart during, during this time. Um, we're going to be trying to bring you guys some good information. So, uh, uh, hit subscribe, uh, rate and review, and, and do, <laughs> and, and, and do us a favor. If you want football, wear a mask. Yeah, want, love of God. <laughs> if you want, if you want football, wear a mask. Uh, that's all Please. I got to say about that. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep updating you guys. And if we uh, if there's more more info, more news that comes out here in the next uh, month or so, I mean, I'm I'm sure we'll probably try to record something once we find out from uh, the SEC and uh, you know hear hear what they said. I mean, this schedule. I mean, this whole landscape is about to change so much in the next month. I'm sure we'll have something for you guys. So. Should be excited. Um, but anyway, chances, unless you got anything else, I'll say go dogs. Dogs on top. Mm-hmm.